Welcome to the Disney Wedding Podcast, brought to you by Passporter's Disney Weddings and Honeymoons, the only guidebook and bridal organizer tailored exclusively to Disney's fairy tale weddings. I'm your host, Carrie Hayward. Each week I feature a different aspect of Disney weddings, from the latest news, information, and money-saving tips, to interviews with wedding vendors and real Disney brides and grooms. I also cover honeymoons, anniversaries, and engagements at the Disney parks and resorts. Join me now as the Disney Wedding Podcast celebrates romance at Disney destinations worldwide. Today on the Disney Wedding Podcast, I am speaking with Beth Landry, who had a Wishes fairy tale vow renewal at Walt Disney World recently. And I wanted to have her on the show because she had a lot of different events as part of her overall vow renewal event. And she has a lot of great experience planning different things, you know, outside of just the wedding. So I wanted to hear how her experience was and have her offer you guys any tips on planning, say, a wedding weekend with, you know, maybe a bachelorette party, a ladies tea, a bachelor party, a rehearsal dinner, a welcome reception, a farewell, maybe not all of those things. But if you're interested in having a multi-event wedding or vow renewal at Walt Disney World, I think Beth is going to have some great tips for you. So welcome, Beth. Thank you, Carrie. Thank you so much for having me. Well, I'm so glad you could be on the show today. First, I'd love to hear the story of how you guys decided to have a Disney vow renewal. I have always loved Disney ever since I was a kid, and my grandparents took me back in the mid-70s. And Paul really had only been to Disneyland twice, once with me and once as a teenager. And so he Disney really wasn't on his radar the first time at all, and his parents were very the best word is provincial, and really wouldn't have left New England for a wedding. So we had to get married in Boston the first time around. And when I found out we could actually renew our vows at Disney, I was thinking, ooh, 10 years, absolutely, absolutely. And then I kind of fell off the wagon a little bit and was like, no, maybe not, who would come? You know, you kind of go through that whole doubt thing as to who's really going to come for this thing. And then our best friends one night were like, you guys are still going to do the vow renewal, right? Because we're totally in. (sighs) And then I was like, and her, their seven-year-old at the time was sitting in my lap, and they were like, do you need a flower girl? And she's our godchild anyway. And I was like, uh, no, because she's sitting in my lap, and your other one's upstairs. Um, so I guess we're in. Okay. Aww. So we were kind of talked into it by our best friends, but I'm, I was totally happy with the idea. <laughs> That's great. So how did the rest of your friends and family react when they found out you were having a vow renewal at Disney World? Most were excited. I am a very big Disney trip planner. I plan trips for friends of ours. We actually went with our best friends and their two kids a couple years ago and planned an amazing trip with them. It was their first trip. They said they'll never go with anybody but me again. Um, so their fam- their whole families knew and they were all invited. So they knew it was going to be you know well planned, well done. And my family, we only invited one of my brothers for various reasons, and he and his wife had never been to Disney, so they were kind of excited, but kind of skeptical because they really had no idea what to expect about it. But for the most part, people were excited. And like I said, some were skeptical, but I think they came around in the end. Okay. And so how many guests did you end up having? We ended up, including ourselves, having about 30 people. So right there, you had to have a wishes event with a group that large. You ended up creating this entire weekend of activities. Can you tell my listeners a little bit about each of the types of events you added in addition to the vow renewal? Sure. We ended up with seven events total, which 
now that I look back at it, I think is absolutely insane. But um, we did. We did a ladies lunch slash tea on Friday, which was the first day. At the same time, the guys went off and had a private guys lunch down at Raglan Road. And then that night, everybody got together for a welcome dinner at the boardwalk. And then we had our ceremony and reception in Epcot on Saturday, along with our dessert party that night. And then we had the farewell breakfast on Sunday. Wow, that is a lot to plan. Now, how much went through your Disney's Fairytale Wedding Planner and how much did you just do on your own? Everything but lunch at Raglan Road went through Disney Fairy Tale Weddings. So did you find that planning that many activities, was it more difficult than just planning the vow renewal or because you were doing them all at once, was it sort of assembly line? Sometimes it was a little bit more difficult. We ended up, when we went down for our site visit, I don't think we had that many events planned. We had most of them planned, but we ended up falling in love with especially the Asbury patio location which is where I had my tea and where we've had the farewell breakfast. So all of a sudden it was kind of like we were, I knew we were doing the tea there, but I suddenly was like, oh, what else could we do here? Kind of, oh, let's have a breakfast kind of thing. All of our events, we kind of tied together with one general theme, which was rocking all over the world. My husband and I are huge classic rock music fans. We actually met at a Bruce Springsteen concert 12 years ago and we tied that in. We kind of used the world as Disney World and tied it all together that way. We actually, to tie Disney even more into it, we assigned a character to each event, which made each theming very separate and kind of easier to follow. Interesting. So could you give my listeners an overview of how the weekend worked, like with, from the first activity through the last? Paint a picture for us of how it went. Sure. Our events were Friday through Sunday. Uh, most of our events started arriving Thursday night. I did do, which wasn't an official event, but I had like a pre-welcome dinner for anyone who wanted to come. I figured most of my guests wouldn't know anything about Disney and have no idea about dinners at the Big River Grill, which we had about 15 people at. And then Friday, we had the ladies tea at 12.30, from about 12.30 to about 2.30 at the Asbury patio at the Yacht and Beach Club. And at the same time, the guys were taken, which um, Disney Fairytale Weddings actually arranged for the van service to take them down to Raglan Road and back. And then we had the welcome dinner that night over at the boardwalk in the St. James Room, which was a very surprisingly lovely room for a convention center space. And then Saturday morning, everybody went into Epcot for our ceremony in the UK. And then we were bussed over to the American Adventure Parlor for our reception. And then everybody met back up at Lower UK for our dessert party Saturday evening. And then Sunday morning at back at Asbury Patio, we had our farewell breakfast. So you used so many different spaces. Which would you say turned out to be your favorite? I loved American Adventure Parlor. I really did. I fell in love with it online. I know it's a space that doesn't get a whole lot of love, but I have a degree in colonial American history, and my husband and I actually spent part of our original honeymoon at Colonial Williamsburg, and the minute we saw that space, we knew what we could do with it, and it just turned out absolutely gorgeous. That's great. Tell me a little bit about Asbury Patio, because that and the St. James Room, you don't hear of them being used as much with Wishes events. What drew you to the patio? It is absolutely 
gorgeous in itself. It has lots of flowering bushes and it's a very light space. It's obviously outdoors and it's, it's well thought out. Like you, you would walk by it if you didn't know something was there. Like I'm sure I've walked by it several times because we own DVC at the beach club. So I'm sure I have, but for some reason, when I saw it in that light, I was just blown over by it. That's interesting. Did you add any decor or anything or was it? Yes, we did for, we did for the, for the ladies tea. I did the Mad Hatter linens and things like that. I did add umbrellas at both of our events because I don't particularly like sun. So I certainly wanted to be covered. But other than that, it really didn't need anything. The nice thing about the St. James room is that it actually does have a private patio outside that if the weather's nice, they actually had set up tables just like the decor we used for our welcome dinner, which was uh, Bella Note, Lady in the Tramp theme. So it had the checked tablecloths and the lantern centerpieces and stuff like that. And if it had been warmer, I think we would have gotten more use out of it. It was a little chilly that night, but it did give us a whole nother option of being able to have an inside and an outside part of the venue. And like you say, the boardwalk ballrooms, I think, are probably the best looking, I mean, at least for my taste, of any of the ballrooms at Walt Disney World. They're definitely a cut above your typical, you know, hotel ballroom. Oh, yeah. I, I was I was really surprised because I wasn't entirely sold on St. James when we went for our site visit. And when I saw it, I was kind of like, oh, yeah, OK, I, I can see this now. And even though we did a totally like different color scheme because we did the Lady in the Tramp Bella Note kind of Italian, even when I look back at the pictures that Regina Hyman took, I don't see where it clashed. It still seems that it was still fairly neutral to me. That's great. Yeah. What were the most and least important aspects of your vow renewal weekend when you were focusing your attention and your budget? I would probably say that most important for us was decor. The first time we got married in 2002, we did not have any budget for any decor, really. And this time around, I went a little, Paul would probably say I went a little nuts on it. My husband has zero interest or understanding of chargers and why I insisted on having them. He has still to this day, no idea. He says the pictures look great, but he honestly says he could picture it without it. But it was a big deal to me. We did a theme for everything other than the farewell breakfast, which I just went bare bones at that point. I just said, look, I've done enough for you people. It's time for you to go. We did special linens and menu cards and table names, and I did all sorts of crazy do-it-yourself projects that I never, ever would have envisioned myself doing, but it all popped and it all was exactly how I wanted it. That's great. So were there any areas where you were able to cut back so that you could have more to focus on the decor? I got to say that we had a number in our head of what our total Disney budget would be. I don't even want to think about like the do-it-yourself stuff and other things, but our our Disney budget, we had a number in mind. And I got to say that after our planning session, it came in right about where we needed it to. That's great. Yeah. I think our final payment was $15 over what we had said our max budget was. <laughs> That's really great. <laughs> And I was, because when we were actually talking to our original planner, because we got switched planners in the middle of the process, I kind of told them what I was thinking of as a number. And she goes, oh, I think that's probably about where you'll end up. And it was exactly where we ended up. The good thing was we did go with your suggestion and we did go BOC on all of our alcohol expenditures and we ended up with a boatload of money back. Oh, that's great to hear. Yeah. I always recommend bill on consumption over the package bars. Yeah. 
And one other question I had was, did you do any kind of entertainment at American Adventure Parlor during your reception? We had Donald and Daisy. Ah. We are big, big fans. I actually, my car is actually named Daisy. We are big, big duck fans. They were fabulous. They were energetic. They got everybody moving. They were awesome. We also had a DJ. Ah. We, we did, do, even though it was a 10 to 30 in the morning reception with a rocking all over the world theme, you kind of have to have music and dancing. <laughs> so where'd they put the dance floor? We wanted the main space. We did not want the dining room, which I actually had to fight our planner to make sure we got that room. She was giving me all sorts of, no, people use it as overflow to go sit and rest. I'm like, I want the space for the, I, I love that room. I, why would I want to be pigeonholed in a room I don't like? Because I really don't like the dining room. We did our pre-reception there, which I don't even remember. I don't think I saw it at all. But the main space, Disney was like, well, you know, they're going to, we're going to charge you, you know, this amount of money to move the furniture. And I said, I don't care. I want that space. So what they did is they had our four tables in there with our sweetheart table. And once the cake was removed, that middle section just became the dance floor. Ah. So with only 30 people, it worked out perfectly. Did you put down an actual dance floor that was under no. there? Ah. We just had the carpet. Disney would have charged me, I think, $900 to put down a dance floor. <laughs> so there's some place where you saved on your budget. Oh, I did. <laughs> <laughs> um, um, so what was your favorite memory of the entire weekend? I would probably say our welcome dinner. Everybody was relaxed. As I said, we did a Lady in the Tramp theme. It was absolutely gorgeous. Our guests had a lot of fun. We had actually given Paul's best friend, Todd, the task a year ahead of time of creating a playlist for that evening, knowing that he would obsess about it practically to the end of the, like he had to put the iPod in, which it turns out he actually did. He was buying songs on iTunes on his way over from the beach club. Oh. It was just timed perfectly, and he had like the last 10 songs picked exactly, and people actually danced at our welcome dinner after dinner was over, and Regina even said to us, because we had Regina at our welcome dinner to take pictures, and she's like, I don't think I've ever seen people dance at a welcome dinner. She goes, this was the coolest. (laughs) (laughs) So we had a lot of fun, and my husband's also a big Boston sports fan, and we had a t-shirt of his that says decade of dominance with the four Boston sports teams logos on it and the years they've won championships in the last 10 years as our cake. And they actually made it into a t-shirt cake. Interesting. So shaped like a shirt. Yeah. Interesting. Now, to be fair, I should probably ask you, what's your favorite memory of your actual vow renewal ceremony? Of our actual vow renewal ceremony, was our officiant, who's actually a close personal friend of ours that we flew in from Iowa for our ceremony. She had sent us secret questions prior to our ceremony, and she had turned them into her homily. And it turns out that she asked us the same exact questions, and completely separately, Paul and I answered them almost exactly the same way. Interesting. She said the same words kept coming up over and over again as she was reading the answers to the questions. Wow. And I thought to myself, you know what? We haven't exactly had the easiest 10 years due to family issues and health issues and stuff like that, but we made it through it, and I'm really glad we're here to celebrate this. Oh, that's it. (laughs) Yep. Did anything go wrong with any of your events or just not turn out like you expected, and how did they resolve that? 
um, when we came down for our um, site visit, we had met with Shelly at Impressions. And she had come up because we had the rockin' all over the world theme. She had this awesome idea that as our save the dates, we should do backstage passes on lanyards. And she actually had these custom lanyards made. And we went through this whole process. And as we were sitting there talking to her, we suddenly decided to tie it in with Disney that we were going to do pins. It became this whole pin process. I spent lots of time and effort and money on eBay finding pins. We assigned a character to everybody based on their personalities and what they liked. And we came up with this year of significance pin where it was either the year you were married or the year we met you or the year you were born. And we tied it in with a Disney event that happened that year. And we also gave out pins at each of our events themed to the various events. So like at the ladies tea, they were Alice in Wonderland themed at the welcome center. They were lady and the tramp themed. Well, we had all these all in boxes, all ready to go. And somehow they never made it out at our dessert party. Oh, our personalized napkins that Shelly had done never made it out. The personalized straws that they had brought over from the reception didn't make it out. And the pins were missing. But luckily, Amy Alexander of Disney Photography, she came down and she's like, Beth, what's wrong? And I, our planner did not come to our dessert party. And I looked at Amy and I go, lots of stuff is missing. And Amy got on the phone right away to our planner, Vita, and Vita talked to whoever was in charge, and the bin was right under a table, and they just never figured out what was they were supposed to do with them. Interesting. So everybody got what they were supposed to. I think we probably would have used more napkins and straws had they been out for 45 minutes earlier, but, <laughs> you know, they, they were what they were. So overall, not a huge catastrophe, especially since they, things weren't actually lost. No, no. And like I said, Amy was on it instantaneously. That's great. Yeah, yeah. I, I got to say I was hesitant at first to use Disney photography, but we got Amy, who was who I wanted, and it worked out fabulously. That's great to hear. Is there anything you would have done differently as you planned, knowing what you know now? We had moved up our, at the suggestion of our original planner, we'd moved up our pre-reception a half hour. And at first she had said, oh, well, we can still let you, your reception go to two o'clock, no big deal. And it wasn't on our original BEO that way. And we decided, no, we really, we liked that idea. So we paid the money to extend it and... It turned out that a bunch of our guests who we had pretty much extended it strictly for because they had had such a good time at our first wedding were too wrapped up in their food and wine festival passports and left early. Uh. Yeah. And they decided to leave and we kind of were then left on the dance floor going, now what? So I probably would not have extended it had I known that was going to happen. I would have been like, oh, guys, it's only another half hour to go. You guys can wait. And too bad. And, you know, but. Right. And you paid to extend the. Paid to extend the DJ. Oh, got it. Yeah. Yeah. At our first wedding, everybody danced the whole time. And these were all friends of ours that we've met through going to various Bruce Springsteen shows. And the last half of the set list was heavy on the Bruce and nobody was there for it. Ah, well, you guys got to hear it at least. We did. And everybody <laughs> else danced to, you know, a lot of other people danced to it too. But at the same time, we felt obligated to be out there Aww. because we had picked it Aww. kind of thing. So, 
Okay, so do you have any tips or advice for couples who may be considering doing a vow renewal at Disney? I would definitely say don't sweat the small stuff. Hmm. Especially with guests, your guests are going to drive you crazy from day one to when they leave. But stick to what you want and... If you have a vision in your head and that's how you want it, even if they say it can't possibly work, then you do what you want to do because you can't make everybody happy. Words of wisdom. (laughs) Yes. Yes. The other thing I would say is that if you really, really want something and Disney is resistant on it, push for it. Interesting. Yeah. Like I said earlier on when I about American Adventure Parlor, they did not want us to have the main room. And they really were pushing us, saying, no, it'll be great in the dining room. I'm like, I don't want the dining. I That open space there is what sold me on the space. Right. <laughs> and I didn't care what I had to do or what I had to pay for it. That was the space we had wanted. And if I hadn't pushed for it and knowing how gorgeous it turned out for us, I would have been really disappointed. That would have been a big regret of mine. The other thing I can say is not all of Disney's timelines are set in stone. We were able to get our DJ request done almost a year ahead of time because I actually threatened to cancel. Interesting. I wanted DJ Chuck because he and I had connected. And as I said, we had a very limited playlist and we knew exactly what we wanted. And I didn't want to deal with somebody else trying to do it. And first they had told me, nope, nope, nope. You'll be assigned at 30 to 60 days out. Nope, we're not going to dodge from that. And I said, fine, if I can't get this in the next two weeks resolved, I'm going to cancel. I had this resolved in 20 minutes. Wow. I mean, it seems like a minor thing to most people. but And I even said to our assistant, who turned out to be fabulous in the end, I said to her, I go, we have a music theme. This is really super important to me. This wasn't just someone who could, you know, hit a button. I, I needed someone I felt comfortable who wasn't going to tell me that what I wanted to do wouldn't work. Right. And I think that is part of it is just communicating what is important to you because it might seem like something that's a small detail and perhaps your planner thinks, well, we can worry about that later. But if it is very important to you, let them know. Right. You know, and I said to her, I go, Sarah, our theme is rocking all over the world. This isn't something that can be taken lightly in our case. <laughs> <laughs> you know, music is a huge deal. We named our tables after, you know, music groups. This was this was wrapped into everything we did. And like our, our pedal cones for our stage exit, Shelly actually printed the sheet music for our first dance song, which was Bruce Springsteen's Thunder Road, she actually printed that on the pedal cones and on the, the Mickey fan she made for us. Oh, what a great idea. So music was a huge deal. So not getting the DJ I wanted would have been really a deal breaker. Okay. So that's a, that's a good thing to remember, to discuss the deal breakers, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> now, is there any place online where my listeners can go to read about or see photos of your events? I do have a planning journal on the Diz boards. It's listed under B&P's Valrenal. This would probably be the good motivation I need to actually get it up and going on my trip report. (laughs) So I'd be happy to do that. Great, great. Well, thanks so much for taking the time to share your story on the show today. I think it's going to be really helpful for people, especially those who are thinking they do want to add other events to kind of get an idea of what the possibilities are. So thank you. Oh, no problem. It was my pleasure. Thank you so much. That's our show for today. If you enjoyed it, be sure to rate the Disney Wedding Podcast on iTunes so that others will find it. 
You can also send your comments, questions, and suggestions to info at DisneyWeddingPodcast.com. Past shows are available in iTunes and on the show's website. And for instant answers to all your Disney's Fairy Tale Weddings questions, check out Passporter's Disney Weddings and Honeymoons Guide, available as an interactive ebook with continual free updates at passporter.com weddings.asp or in print at passporter.com and amazon.com. <laughs>